I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Candace. Um, welcome to our podcast, Searching for Vitality. Um, so a little bit about ourselves. Um, I'm Allison. Um, I live in Omaha, Nebraska. Married, three-year anniversary is coming up. I'm a new mom. I have a 10-month-old George. Um, I work part-time and um, I spend a lot of my free time just researching different um, alternative holistic options out there to better support my family, um, looking for different uh, alternate options other than um, your what you may refer to as your traditional um, wellness approach. Um, so I've tried everything out there from, um, you know, going the traditional route all the way to um, energy healing. Um, so I've gotten a wide variety, but there's so much out there that um, you can learn about. Some of it's old that um, people have been using for centuries. Other, uh, other modali modalities are newer. Um, I grew up, my father was a chiropractor, so um, we were um, always more on the holistic alternative side of things. Um, we always took supplements growing up. Um, my first adjustment at chiropractic adjustment was when I was just like a couple of days old. My dad always tells a story about how one of the nurses walked in when he was, you know, giving his newborn baby in adjustment and just kind of looked at him and he was like, don't worry, I'm a chiropractor. <laughs> um, yeah. So grew up in a household where, um, it was definitely more normal to do the holistic route. Um, never really went to a pediatrician, never really went to a doctor. I still don't really have a primary care physician. Um, but I do take my son to a pediatrician. So, um, I do believe in balance as well. And I do think that um, traditional Western medicine has its place um, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit of my background. Um, so I'll let uh, Candace um, share again, a little bit. I'm Candace. Um, when you were talking, I'm just thinking my, the way I grew up was completely opposite of you. Um, currently I'm now married, been married for about four years. I don't have any children, but we're trying to have children or go different rounds. And that's uh, one part of the reason that I started looking different routes in general, because um, I was told at 19 that I had PCOS and that that would always be an issue. And uh, I would also be told maybe do IVF or um, all these, you know, honestly fill up with drugs. And then I'm learning about a new one where it's called, uh, hopefully I say it correctly, NAPRO technology, basically um, checking the mucus daily, um, checking your period, just any small changes. And I was fascinated and I've only been doing that this year because that's something I was never taught, never learned. Um, with my PCOS, I was always told like, here's a birth control, try to lose weight, figure it out. And uh, even as a child, uh, when you're talking about your parents, I was thinking, uh, I grew up in a very like very Catholic home, although no one really followed it. I feel like, uh, my mom was a nurse. My dad was a plumber. So everything was followed more like Western medicine and everything was basically going to doctors. And I also started thinking about when we we're talking about ourselves, 
where I've always had a weight issue and I always struggled with food and I still do. And how with my family, like I grew up with eating hot dogs, chips, all this stuff, and then craving these foods as well as told to like all my life to lose weight, but no one wanted to show me how to lose weight or show me how to eat. It was just supposed to magically figure this out. And when I would go to doctors at 19, cause that's when my hair started falling out. I started gaining a crazy amount of weight. It was, oh, you just have PCOS, figure it out. And um, I felt like I struggled and still struggle where I would follow the Western diet and still yo-yo diet. Um, I would follow the plans like some fast or weight watchers and I would lose 20, 30, 50 pounds, gain it back and can never figure out why I can't just keep it off and why I can't um, just let it go. And for over, I want to say 12 years, I took care of people with special needs. And I bring that up because I noticed, especially when I was at day centers, where a lot of the clients that I had, their lunches were, um, one in particular, I still remember every day had beef ravioli and then a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. And yet he had all these behaviors and then all the majority of the clients that we had had these giant behaviors. And I started questioning like what if food might be a, a symptom of this. And when I used to work residentially, um, although it wasn't maybe the best food, but we always, I always cooked, I always made like chicken casserole, things like that. We didn't have any behavior issues and any problems. So that made me want to be like connected with the food and maybe see like, what's the difference. And just kind of like what Allison said, um, I do think Western medicine is great, but then there's so many times I've tried it and it's failed. Whereas when I've tried something that's considered out there, it worked a lot better. And so with this podcast, I kind of just want to learn more what could be out there, what, what might be the difference. And, um, also not have the fear because like Allison said, you grew up more holistic Mm -hmm. where I was viewed or like told some of that stuff might be evil Mm -hmm. or might be like not work crazy out there. So it's definitely been a change for me in the past few years to kind of open up more and Mm -hmm. see what might be okay. Um, And then that's kind of why I want to join this podcast to learn more and maybe like Western medicine might not be everything, but at the same time it it might, it's a great thing, but there could be more than just that. So maybe we should, um, before we kind of dive too far into everything, tell everybody about like how we met, like how we know each other. Um, so I don't know if you want to kind of take that one, I guess, you know, I was kind of thinking back, you know, trying to remember like the first time that I met you, I know we met through a mutual friend, but I don't really remember the first time we met. It was probably 10 years years ago. ago. Yeah. So it's been a while. And Um, I think we kind of just like met through a mutual friend and, you know, as the years went by, we grew closer and closer, um, you know, and then I'm sure you can talk all about our trip to Peru (laughs) that, uh, I took Candace on. Um, and yeah, we went to Peru and I think that's kind of where we got even closer. And then, um, Candace was one of my bridesmaids in my wedding yeah. And so I think that we've just, um, become a lot closer and we probably talk pretty frequently about like some of our health frustrations, yes. um, health issues that we have going on and, you know, different things that we're trying. And so we were just like, 
hey, we should start a podcast. Yes. Well, and I think with you and um, I think maybe you could say the same thing is I like that if you feel like you have a different opinion than me or I might have a different opinion than you, we'll respect it or um, find it more interesting. Because um, even like when you got more into holistic stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. interesting. Tell me more about it and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I do agree. Like, I think the I felt more closer to you with Peru, even though there's so many times when you're like, it's just a little longer and it's four hours, like four miles later. It's just a little um, longer walking. And then it would turn out to be, you know, pull it up on Google Maps and it's like, okay, you've got like, you know, another 15 minutes. But when you're in Peru with the altitude and inclines and, and everything, definitely longer than what yes. Google Maps says so but it was a beautiful trip and I think we got closer with that and yep. then um yeah that's all I remember because I don't remember much except for seeing you a few times and then it was kind of a blur I think I also I don't say drank then but like hung out and I don't want to say partied because I totally didn't party but like went to bars and hang out and then now we're more like let's hang out and meditate or let's hang out and yeah, it's TV. interesting how that changes. Like I would say probably 10 years ago, for sure, I partied a lot. And, you know, that probably contributes to a lot of the health issues that I have now, um, which I know we can get into that. Maybe that's a good segue now is to just share a little bit about like our personal story and like why why we're each on this like health journey to discover like what are better alternatives to heal and Um, you know, I don't know exactly when all mine started, I would say probably a good starting place is when I went on birth control in high school and, um, never once was told like the negative side effects of that and continued to be on birth control for over a decade. And, um, you know, I struggled with mold. I'm very sensitive to mold. So I have, um, a lot of symptoms from mold. I've always struggled with acne. Um, a lot of that is due to mold sensitivity. A lot of that's due to chronic liver issues that I have, um, likely from being on birth control and heavy drinking from, you know, high school through college, after college, um, probably poor diet, too much caffeine, not enough sleep, you know, the, the things that we all do in our early twenties and we don't realize the, you know, the effects that it has on our health. And so now that I'm in my thirties and all these symptoms are bubbling up, I'm like, okay, what's, what's some other ways that I can, um, support my body as it heals through this process. And I know that you touched a little bit on your, you know, your health background and some of your health journeys. I don't know if you have anything that you want to expand on. Well, when you're talking about the, uh, birth control, like that's when I was probably, gosh, I want to say like 14 or 15, maybe around that age too, where I was told to be on birth control because of PCOS and then, um, never to go off and then to use metformin. And that used to make me feel sick all the time. So what is metformin? Um, I wish I could remember, <laughs> like it helps with your blood sugars. Okay. Um, normally people with diabetes have it, or it was prescribed for a long time for people with PCOS. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just helps with your insulin levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever I would take it, I noticed I would throw up or the other side effect yeah. is diarrhea. And um, I don't know also how much I can touch on like, but with food, I didn't think about it until I was a teenager and growing up, like I always ate fast food. I always ate junk food. Um, even though I haven't been diagnosed, I definitely feel like I was a binge eater. I definitely overate. Um, 
And then that still was into almost adulthood. And I couldn't figure out how to eat healthy. And you're always, you know, um, I viewed like eating salads as like punishment Mm -hmm. or like fruits as punishment when Mm -hmm. I should be like, oh, this is good for my body. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a long time too. And I'm still working on that where I'll crave it. And um, I started doing it also two years ago, like I told Mm -hmm. you or a few people, like I'm in a 12 step program with overeating and I started realizing like I always thought oh I just like to eat and then it hit me that it's like everything's emotional when Mm -hmm. I do that process and just trying to figure out again like I feel like my whole life struggle is to lose weight or figure out how but then I want to do it a healthy way because I've mentioned to you Mm -hmm. where I would do weight watchers I lost 75 pounds but I gained an eating disorder because I would be very strict and I would start um, binge purge workout for two hours, binge purge. And I kept that a secret for over 10 years. And I don't think anyone ever noticed or could figure that out because I wasn't tiny, like everyone thinks, but that's what, like how I worked through it. Mm-hmm. And if I, um, I want to lose weight more for like health reasons. Like, um, I always forget to touch on because it's still emotional. Like my mother died at 58, um, with heart problems. My dad died at 63 because of cancer. And when I look at how they lived their life, like my mom was a smoker, my dad was a smoker, my mom never worked out, my mom was overweight, um, she didn't eat the healthiest, my dad, I never realized it, but like he definitely binged ate because he mm-hmm. ate like, I would watch him eat like 10 tacos and I thought that was normal, like I just mm-hmm. thought that's how everyone ate and then when I would eat with friends or you like, oh, I'm just having one roll of sushi. I was like, do people really eat this? Like, it was just a very eye-opening experience to hear, like, see that that's not, that's normal eating. Mm -hmm. What I was, how I was eating was abnormal. Um, And then just with the whole, uh, me and my husband trying to um, conceive where I've been told I can, and I've gone to different doctors, um, but then they would always say that infertility is like a reason, like, you know, you um, I don't say symptom, but it's just something that happens. And, um, with the birth control, again, I was put on there for years and now I'm seeing another doctor. I don't know if I should say her name or not. So, but, um, I love talking to her because I also thought I always had thyroid problems. Mm-hmm. And every time I've gone to a doctor, they said it, I'm normal. There's nothing wrong with me. And then she did lab work and she noticed like my thyroid was just I don't say non-existent, but pretty close. Mm -hmm. And I finally felt like she finally listened to me. And then she's like, your, your, um, infertility is not a cause, like it's a symptom of something Mm -hmm. going on. And I've never heard that before. And I never heard of anything of like, don't be on birth control when she tried to, um, if you're missing your period, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Or if you're having cramping, there's a reason for it. You're not ovulating. Yeah, There's it's a, a reason. different methodology. I know like when I went to the dermatologist, they gave me a medicine. It somewhat helped a little bit. And I was like, oh, well, you know, how long will I need to be on this? And they're like, well, probably forever. And so, you know, I went home and I like, they didn't say, you know, they're like, oh, it's pretty safe. And I went home and I Googled it and looked at the side effects that, um, that were, you know, listed for the medication. And it was like caused tumors and mice. And I was like, yeah, I don't know that this is something I'm going to want to be on forever. Like, is there another 
option and like the next option, the side effects just continue to get worse and worse and worse. So it's like, there's gotta be another way. Like, it's like, instead of like masking the symptoms with another drug, that's going to give you more symptoms. Like there's gotta be a way to like heal the root cause of it. And I think that's probably like a good segue into like, what's our goal for this podcast, right? Like our goal is, you know, we want to kind of do two things. We want to interview different, um, practitioners, different, um, you know, holistic healers and learn about these different modalities. And then we want to try some too. And then we want to come back and share about our experiences and what worked or didn't work or, you know, what we, what we thought and share those with you. That way um, you can learn about those as we go and learn about them ourselves. Or just like show the there's options, like different options, because mm-hmm. I always felt like there's one option for fertility. There's one mm-hmm. op- option for PCOS. There was, there's one way that I could only get medications. Mm-hmm. And so now when we, you research or I research, I'm like, oh, there's so many different ways mm-hmm. that you could do something. And I don't, I don't like that there's one way. I like that mm-hmm. there's multiple ways and then you choose, or yeah. we can choose what we like. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, an important concept that I've learned is right. Taking accountability for your own health and making your own decisions after weighing all the pros and cons to everything, rather than just taking one person and looking at them as the sole expert and doing whatever they say, right. There's many different experts out there in many different areas. And essentially you're the expert of your own body and it's up to you to look at, okay, what are the pros and cons for each of these options? And what is the right one for me instead of just following one approach? Sounds good. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that's probably good for our first episode. We just wanted to share a little bit about us and the goals for the podcast. Um, so I hope that you subscribe to our podcast, you follow along. We have some really, um, what I think will be really good interviews planned um, to talk about various talk with different um, practitioners and what they do and um, you know what got them into what they do and why it's important and what value it can add to your life. Um, so yeah, I hope that you... Um, enjoy listening to us and um find it helpful and um yeah hopefully throughout this process candace and i are able to check off some of our own healing um goals as well all right yeah thanks for listening